everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Dan O'Neill Show, available exclusively here at Coca Interactive. For those that do not know, my name is Dan O'Neill. I am 26 years old. This is the last couple days that, that I can even say that. Oh, wow. And I am the founder of the O'Neill team, Long Island's number one real estate team, subjectively, soon to be objectively. Uh, and today, I am joined by a very special guest, a Netflix star here, a, an assassin in real estate, my buddy, who I've gotten pretty close with over the last couple of weeks and months, um, his name is Michael Fulfrey from Nest Seekers International and, again, star of Netflix's Million Dollar Beach House. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Oh, what's up, dude? <laughs> Yo, that introduction, I nailed it. I only get from friends I've known for my whole life. <laughs> So, I, I nailed it. So, uh, you so, nailed it. Thank you. So, um, it's fucking beautiful. You, so, got, you got a face for TV and a voice for radio. I think I have a, I think I have a voice for radio, not the face for TV. You I'm do. ugly as sand, Come, dude. And, I'm, and I'm short. And I'm short as hell. That doesn't matter anymore, bro. It's about the pocket. So we, we have a ton in common. Um, yeah. I mean, aside from you being six foot 11 and me being five foot four <laughs> uh, on a good day. You know, we're both young. We're both young in the business. Yeah, you know, we, we don't have a ton of experience or a ton of years uh, yeah. in, in real estate, but we're both um, outworking our competition, yeah. and we're both making a huge splash in our prospective market. So yeah. you handle predominantly out east in the Hamptons. My business is, is out towards, you know, the island and Center Island and, and Western Suffolk. Yeah. Um, but we're both taking over yeah. uh, our prospective market. So for those that don't know, for those that maybe haven't seen the show Give me a little bit of a brief synopsis on yourself, um, you know, how you got into the business and, and what you're doing now. Yeah, sure. So uh, it, it's funny. I, I actually, uh, 100 pounds ago, I was a model. So out of high school, I was <laughs> scouted to go to Milan. So I lived in Milan for a long time. So for about Jeez, four nice. years, I was going back and forth, uh, working with a lot of big fashion designers, working in New York also, and doing a lot of really cool uh, stuff in fashion. I That's never awesome. was really a big fashion guy. I kind of dressed like Adam Sandler. Uh, <laughs> With so the like, oversized Nick bro, sweatshirt and stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm in sweats and sweatshirts. That's how I like to dress. It's like, it's pretty funny how I'm, I wasn't really the, the biggest fashion guy, but I, I really did admire a lot of work of these guys. And a lot of people... Uh, really helped me out throughout, and I got really close with a guy, Alexander McQueen, really well-known wow. fashion designer, and uh, it sick. really showed me that, like, you know, even being a novice or being in the beginning of something, you know, if, if you're a good guy, you can get some opportunities. So right. I saw, you know, that even it's a business that was so unconventional for me, mm. it ended up working out really well. So and you get to travel the world, like yeah, with celebrities and huge fashion icons, and I, we're not going to talk about that, but that's that's yeah. a really cool experience in itself. A, a, a lot of uh, celebrities, and, and they're they're interesting. It's like uh, I always tell everybody, you don't want to meet your hero, right? Yeah. And okay. uh, someone you you think, you know, you portray on, on camera can be mm -hmm. a lot different when you meet him in person. I, yeah. I've experienced that before. A lot of people have been cool, but in that business, yeah, it's very interesting how they, a lot of people can put on a facade and so on and so forth. But yeah, you know, it, it, it was good while it lasted mm -hmm. and I knew when it was time to get out. Right. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I kind of delved into let's chill and have some fun. Went to Aruba a lot, traveled, uh, like spent almost like, I went from Italy and spent four weeks in Aruba Jeez. and then just came home and enjoyed the summer on Long Island. Went fishing in Montauk. Yep. Uh, the whole time I, I fished a lot with my father. So. That's awesome. Me too. Yeah, dude, striped bass, cool. live porgy yeah, fishing, too. bro. Yeah. Live porgies, they go crazy. So it's like Bob all, Rochetta. Th that's it. We go out of his charter dude, boat. Yep. Frank Mundus is really well known yeah, yeah. for, you know, he's a crazy guy. That's so, so I mean, Montauk, the locals over there, it's, it's a whole nother place. So mm -hmm. 
especially growing up and having time out there, yep. you know, it was really enjoyable. So I decided to, you know, finally get into the business, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, do real estate. It's always a passion of mine. My, my mother closed mortgages uh, okay. back in the day. She spent 25 years out in the East. So okay. uh, she was in the Hamptons hustling her ass off, yeah. uh, driving around the closings and doing everything she could. And it was crazy before 2008. That was right. of the boom. It was the Wild West. Yeah. Um, anybody can get a mortgage. You could be a stripper and get a mortgage. <laughs> So, I mean, literally, nobody was That's asking so about income. Yeah. Nobody was asking about anything. Yeah. Um, you can get multi-million dollar property. So, yep. it was crazy what was happening in the market. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's almost like uh, The Big Short. And everyone's talking about the stock market right now. Yeah. It's like the movie The Big Short. You know, mortgages that they saw were over leveraged. Yeah. And uh, that's what happened. But luckily, my mom worked during the boom. Mm-hmm. When people were getting, uh, you know, crazy mortgages and, and closings were in the dozens and dozens per day. Jesus. So, you know, it was absurd back yeah. in the day. Like when we were just little kids, yeah. you know, playing with toys. <laughs> or, or, Xbox, you know, yeah. The, yeah, the real estate market <laughs> was literally going crazy. It was so bullish. Um, so what made you finally decide, like, you know, you had the passion, your, your mother was in the business, but what made you finally say like, all right, you know what, I'm going to be leaving the modeling industry. I'm going to, you know, stop the kind of vacationing almost or taking whatever time off. Like what made you get into the business? It's because like, listen, even in school, like all my buddies know me and and Mm -hmm. I'm not changed like how I am today and on the TV, on my Netflix show and on this podcast is how I am. I never yep. was really big in the school. Mm-hmm. And I knew that that wasn't really a passion of mine. Yeah. And it just wasn't. And that's kind of indicative of what happened going forward. You know, right out of high school, I go into modeling. You know, I yeah. spend years doing that. Uh, college just wasn't something that I, I, I thought worked for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I also didn't feel like I can be a corporate suit. I love your suit, by the way. But, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm all about really kind of building my own thing and not having a set salary. Right. I love the fact that in my business, like, I can make whatever I want. Yeah. Depends on the out- output and what I do. Well, right. It depends so, on how much energy you're putting in, the exactly. time, like how hard you're working. And I, I don't want to be told, listen, this you make 80 grand a year, you come mm-hmm. in nine to five. Yeah. You know, there is a lot of beauty to that. And of I have to say, uh, because, you know, you know what we go through right. at, at night, not being able to sleep sometimes and, you know, waking up at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, uh, happened to me last night. I woke up at yeah. 3 a.m. In, in a cold out. sweat. Yeah. Like, yeah, with anxiety. And, <laughs> yeah. no, and you're like, because so you're dealing with people's properties, mm-hmm. you, you care about, your, you know, what you do. Yeah. So it, it's a lot more of a mental toll, mm-hmm. you know, but, but you sacrifice that. Also, the reward that you get back is kind of the freedom to be your own boss, which is what you did. Yeah, uh, which is incredible at your age. You know, I'm 31. Absolutely. So, like, I mean, listen, we're both incredibly young, and especially for industry standards. You know, I, I had the yeah, nine dude. to five or whatever it was, but before I got into real estate, and I just wanted to be my own boss. Like, I wanted to control. If I put X amount of hours in a week, I'm going to make you know X amount of money, or I'll be able to help more people. Whatever, whatever it may be. Um, but there's nothing, you know, we're not hating on the nine to five. It's just, no, absolutely it, it, it not. didn't fit our personalities. No, absolutely so, not. So you get into, God bless them. God yeah. bless me. Cause you know what? It's quality of life. No, it really is. It, it's, and, it's and, nice. And, it's nice. <laughs> and, and that's the thing It's and, and then God bless the people that have, uh, you know, that have that kind of mindset because, mm-hmm. you know, you can succeed and you can do very well. Yeah. You know, my, my brothers are, you know, attorneys and my other brother works for Oracle. Wow. They have big, big positions, but you know, yeah. Other than my attorney brother, you know, they do have kind of a more structured set, you know, yeah. setting, but they also do very well. So right. it's just a path that I took where I knew without a formal education, mm-hmm. I can still do well. And, you know, 
I took my test and I passed the first time. Couldn't believe it. Nice. Can't believe. Couldn't believe I, I passed, passed. first I like, time too. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, I want to make sure yeah, this. I'm so like, funny. you sure I passed? Dude, I scheduled like a test for like yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, it's so nice. I scheduled two. That's so I'm like, I'm like, I'm not waiting. I'm gonna fail. Yeah, I'm too. like, I'm gonna study hard, but That's like, so I feel funny. like I'm gonna forget all these gross easement questions yeah. and like <laughs> learning zoning. So it, it was crazy that I did pass the first time. It kind of let me know that, so reassured that. Even though schooling really wasn't my thing, because mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very hyper and interactive, and, right? And like to be interactive and hands-on. That, like, uh, you know, y- you if you care about something, you can actually do well on the test. So, like, right. I actually cared about the subject, and that's mm-hmm. why it ended up, you know. Yeah, and you're passionate about it. Exactly. And when you're, and when you're passionate, it, it's a lot easier than studying. Like, I mean, my little brother is maybe in like seventh grade right now. Like, if he put a math problem in front of me that he's learning, I probably couldn't even do it, I right? Know, because man. I don't like that. It's not my passion. I don't care about that. But yeah, yeah, anything yeah. real estate related, like we can have the most complex situation or deal, and I'm going to figure it out. Exactly. You know? and, and, and that's really why, like, this is our passion. This is why we care so much. Yeah. So, so you get your license, right? That's what, that's what I noticed, man. Well, as soon as I passed the first time, that's, that's how I knew. I'm like, I right. want to do this. Me too. So you, so you get your license, right? And you've only had your license for what now? Like three, two? Two, two years and six months. Okay. Wow. So basically same thing with me. Yeah. I'm coming up. Well, maybe I'm like two, two or three months ahead of you. Dude, but wow. That's crazy. I'm, I'm coming up on, uh, on three years uh, in a few months here. And you got an empire. Uh, not yet. Working <laughs> on it. I love it. You too. But so, so you, two and a half I'm years ago, it. I'm you, building it. You, you get in, right? You, did you join with Nest Secrets right away? So actually it's funny. I, I joined with another brokerage. Okay. So I, I was with another brokerage for only a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Great people, uh, town and country in, in, in the Hamptons. Right. Uh, incredible, incredible people. It's just, uh, I felt like it wasn't the right place for me. L- literally everybody was a little bit older, mm-hmm. uh, really seasoned, smart people, which is great to be around, but yep. I, I want I want that youthful energy. I was trying to find a place. So originally, I was going to stick with town and country and and just start uh, really pushing the pavement and kind of seeing what I could do. Yeah. I was going after every builder. I was going everywhere. Mm-hmm. So like oh, all the open listings. So I started splashing like, who is this guy coming in? Literally four <laughs> days in the business. Six foot eleven. Yeah, it's gigantic. <laughs> yeah. And just like coming after builders. So I I met this incredible uh, agent Noe. Um, from Nest Seekers, mm-hmm. and she goes, and, and you know, a builder called her and said, "Listen, this guy's gonna come in, and, and he's gonna do half the showings with you." Wow. And I'm sure Noe, and, and I can understand it, would be like, "This guy's been doing this for four days. How the hell does I already got in contact with a builder in four days? Got mm-hmm. him, to, and this is a six million dollar home. Jeez, I got him to let me do half the showings wow. in such a short period of time. So I, I appreciate Noe for everything because none of this would have happened. Mm-hmm. She um, spoke with the GM and the CEO, right. uh, and said, we need to bring you on board. And a few days later, I literally got the call that, you know, wow. there's this big production that we're doing mm-hmm. and, and we want to, you know, it's really going to be about these young up and coming agents. And oh, wow. You know, so you were like, so you were really brand, brand new. Like, dude, I was in Costco. Uh, and <laughs> I, when I got the call, like I was literally just looking at like a, 18 gallon thing of Windex was like, who would need this? Like literally that's what I was, I was like, that's a gigantic thing of Windex. And then I got a call from this guy and he's like, I'm the CEO of Eddie Shapiro from Nest Seekers. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, this is incredible. Yeah, that's nuts. So like, and I I know about him because a million dollar listing and you know, everything that, uh, you know, he's done with his brokerage and Mm -hmm. he opened up right after 9-11 and really took over New York and we're taking over everywhere else. 
And, uh, you know, so you're literally sitting in Costco eating free samples, looking at Windex and they call you and they're like, Hey, we have a TV show. You're up and coming. Yeah. You're handsome as all hell. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's bring you on. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and I was very honest about obviously the reason for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Like I understand, listen, it's, it's, it's Netflix, it's TV. People want to see a certain look. Right. Yeah. So I, I knew I was getting a really great opportunity without working hard or putting anything in yet yeah and and i understood that so you know you were blessed my friend dude blessed and but, like but you worked so, you worked to get there of course yeah no honestly just for being a, a, a good guy you know yeah. I, I always I, i'm not i've never like screwed over somebody like yep. you know i'm really all about you know just just doing my work and doing it honestly because i worry about stuff already at night mm-hmm. i don't need to now worry about everybody else and things that i've done so that that's why you and i i think both are are very likable because yeah. a we're not we're not pulling on a facade on, on social media. No, that isn't us. Like we're no. the same way. Like we have conversations on the, you know, Dude, talk, it's and like, so funny. Yeah, it's so funny, but that's how we are, you know? And that's the same way we portray ourselves on social media. That's it. But the other thing too is there are a lot of, um, I'm going to call them bullies almost in this business that oh, have been yeah. doing it for a long time that they are not driven by the, um, the happiness of their client. They're not driven by, by the success of the sale and, and making sure that their clients are taken care of. They're just driven by the money sign. And Absolutely. you could tell right away. And Absolutely. these people are, they're probably on guard right now because they see people like us coming into the business that oh, really yeah. truly care about our clients yeah. and not just the money. Oh, and, yeah. and it's going to make a, a pretty big splash when, when that starts to you know, come. And, and you're right. Being a good person is the easiest thing in the world to do. But it's also the easiest way to separate yourself from 99% of, of the business. Absolutely. And, and, and the thing is, it's not like these agents are bad people. I think they're just, they're a lot older and, and they've been doing this so long that the, mm-hmm. I can understand that, you know, when you've had a territory for so long and then this new generation, which is us that are coming right. up, uh, the millennials, because mm-hmm. we are, yeah. um, you know, we, we are innovative. We're changing the game. We're doing things differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're riding horses and shit. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting arrested on the stock exchange, yeah. which we can get into at some point. That's you know, so um, we're doing everything we can to find the buyer mm-hmm. and do things that are very unconventional right. that nobody has done before. Yeah. And I think COVID especially has driven that social media kind of agent to a whole nother level. Well, absolutely. Like, it's unbelievable it's, what's happening with that. The, the amount of people that are spending time on social media, that are spending time on Facebook, Instagram, Zillow, whatever it may be, out east. I mean, Z word. Yeah, I don't like it either. And I'm part, <laughs> I'm part of the problem because I spend so much money there, but I hate them too. <laughs> I told tough. my rep yesterday, I literally was like, "This, you're the worst. You know, yeah, not man. her, but Zillow in general. Yeah, no, it's um, tough. It's tough. But but now everyone's sitting at home and they're on social media, they're yeah. on Instagram, they're on Facebook, and we're not allowed to really you know network in person as much no. where we used to be able to. So everything is online right now. And that's where you and I uh, can succeed in. Yeah, and content is king. Yeah, and, and you're the, you're one of the best at it, bro. Thank and, you, bro. And, you too. And I noticed. Thank you. Well, and it's because it's because of honestly, my content was shit mm-hmm. before Netflix. Okay, yeah. uh, it, they really helped me learn how to kind of get to an audience. Like, I started with 300 followers. You know, now you have, it's not like now, I have now a you have, ton. Now, well, now you have 13. You're thir- verified. 13,000. Ver- I'm verified. You're I verified. Blue, I have a dude. blue check. That's insane. Which is hilarious. Which is sick. It, it, it's it's really, really cool. cool. It, it's cool. <laughs> it, it, I, I mean, I, honestly, I, I'm like the anti-social social guy. Did you like, just like wake up and I you just like had a, had a check mark on your thing? Like, how does that even work? Yeah. So you actually um, trying to get see, my boy Eric from uh, Broke Agent. He's trying to get verified. There you go. He's got a ton of followers, yeah, like a go. quarter million. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he killing it. He can't get verified. Yeah. I mean, it's it, so it, it's really just to protect the identity. So mm-hmm. it's it's all my modeling stuff. So so what was happening originally was. You know, as soon as your show aired, I had like 
got 80 fake profiles made and they wow. were using my modeling pictures, you know, so, people. so like, yeah, so <laughs> it's not, it's not a good thing. So it, it's best. It's really to protect the person also from just, you know, someone saying terrible things yeah, and right, representing your brand and it right. not being you. But did you so just that wake up? Mark, or did you just wake up and you had it or like, so no, I actually submitted, uh, I had to submit my, my driver's license with them. Wow. Um, you know, they, they speak with you, you, you submit your driver's license and then you find out if you get the blue check mark. And wow. I woke up one day, I saw it. I was like, what is this? You know? And I, uh, it's cool and everything, but I mean, it, it's so funny. I get DMS from fans and I call them fans. It's so weird. I, I just think fellow yeah, yeah. people, um, you know, that they're like, I can't believe you answered me. No blue check marks answer me. I'm like, my name's Michael Fulfrey. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not a blue check mark. I'm like, thank you, yeah. Instagram, for it. It, it. It's brought me some really cool, like, free beef jerky and some like, <laughs> some incredible brands and also local businesses that I love to support. Right. So like, um, it gives it gives you validation for sure. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I guess. It, it, see, it's today in today's wor world, it's insta famous. Like I yeah. just watched this documentary, very interesting documentary. Yeah, you were telling me fake famous. Yeah, right? it's just fake famous. Yep. It, it's just like you know, it, it's that uh, you know that perfect world that everyone puts on on Instagram, and that's why a lot of my pictures and videos are raw. It's mm -hmm. not. I don't have a professional photographer following me around. That right. I'm not on top of a roof doing yeah. something stupid and just like in a, you know just like i i really uh do things a little bit differently mm -hmm. the thing that you do is you use these these professional cameras but you're being yourself right. so there's a difference in that yeah so i'm cool with people taking professional photos but like be be yourself and be your own brand of course and you do that yeah, like uh you. which other people don't for me i uh you know, I, I really go with, you know, I have a family, you know, the baby yeah. and everything. It's 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 kind of like my real world. Mm -hmm. It's not me in the back of a Bentley right. uh, with a client. It's yeah. just not really what's going on right now. So you know? so how would you say, I mean, and this is the last part we'll talk about it, but how would you say that Netflix, the show, like how has it changed your career, your life? Oh, everything. I mean, I mean so, I mean, uh, before Netflix, of course, it, it was it's a lot harder to get any exclusives or right. you know even open listings or get or get anything to be represented under your page because mm -hmm. you just want to populate your page because right. people will go to it. You yeah. know if you build yourself a brand like you did and myself, mm -hmm. you know. So as soon as it aired, obviously, you know, I got flooded with you know eight thousand followers overnight, and then wow. it, you know it was just a thousand every day, a thousand every day. And my biggest thing is, and this is huge for me, mm -hmm. is never to buy one damn follower. No, because I've been it'll approached. Ruin, it'll ruin your engagement and your, your everything. Yeah, it, it'll show you to have a ton of followers. You might, yeah. Yeah, and blue check marks do it all the time. They call mm -hmm. I call it blue check marks because um, <laughs> we talked about it, obviously. <laughs> that you know these guys do it to bolster the, their their um, audience, but but I don't want to do that. I'm I, I'm so in love with my thirteen thousand followers. You have mm -hmm. no idea. I appreciate their likes or them checking out my story right. and it'll grow organically and I'm mm -hmm. growing organically. Yeah. And I just want that to be a sign of like, you know, listen, you, you can do it a different way, you yep. know, and I'm showing people that cause you gotta understand a lot of younger kids than us, mm -hmm. they're looking at us and they're seeing what we're doing. So which is crazy. I, I really, yeah, dude. So, mind. and we have these platforms that we're able to create through podcasts. Mm -hmm. You don't need Netflix. It, it's, it, there's so many different ways that these guys are now building brands. Yeah. And, and you're doing it and it's just it, it's dope and you could do it locally mm -hmm. and you know i want people and the younger people to be influenced the right way and not say okay i gotta go do something salacious or something crazy or spend all this money to get followers yeah. and 
you know, it's just it's just not needed. It's not worth it. And it's it, not and worth it, it. Well, and it also like it'll backfire in a point. Right. And it's like analytics too. Instagram is incredibly unique. Where like they'll know if you have fake followers. They won't. Oh, yeah. They won't post your your stuff out there. They won't advertise it. They won't promote anything. So by doing that, you're actually kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and that's to that point. So Instagram sees that, you know, I have 13,000 followers, but I get about 101,000 views a day on my page. Wow. So, like, I, you know, I appreciate all those people. That's sick. Like, I would like them to subscribe. <laughs> but it's fine because my, my page is open and I appreciate them looking because, you know, it, it's getting engagement. People are mm-hmm. contacting me about listings. Right. That I never imagined would come through Instagram and LinkedIn. Me too. It's, you know, dude. Yeah, it's, it's not. Like, my mind, like 90, I mean. It's absolutely bonkers. I would say it's like 50-50 referral and, and social media. And social media. Right now, I'm, I'm about the same. I would say a little bit more social media, to be honest, yeah. because. You know, I'm a little bit new into that, you know, um, doing a lot of deals. So you, you guys, you know, Up Island, it's well, awesome. It's, it's a different level. You guys level. do tons of transactions. Right. We're, we're volume-based. You're volume-based. We're, we're all these trophy properties. And, and, and that was going to be my, my next question to yeah. you is, so we, we talk about this on the phone all the time, but mm-hmm. like, you know, I could sell 10 houses this week, right? And yeah. it's the equivalent of like, let's just say $5 million, maybe, so whatever it is, right? Yeah, volume. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm like killing myself to do it, right? Yeah. You text me, you're like, yo, I just got off, you know, eighteen million dollar uh, subdivision here. You know, like, uh, yeah. you sell that one, you sell that one, and it's more than a brain surgeon's making in a year. You know, and that's just one, one deal. Yeah. So whereas my schedule is like seven days a week, I'm working a hundred hours a week every single day. Like you, you call me and you're like, dude, pick up your, you know, I'm driving myself a little bit uh, bananas, right? Because it's it's the volume based, whereas yeah. yours is, um, you know, the trophy well, I, houses. I, I, yeah, I, I have one house in Georgia Estates. We're closing in a few weeks. It's five million. That's nuts. And, and, you know, and it's that's crazy. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it's it's crazy. So what what is your so what does your daily schedule look like? So because it, the Hamptons it, is different, right? Because right now it's it's dude, probably it's, obsolete, it, right? There's it, nobody there. It's pretty quiet. I mean, it, the thing is, a, a lot of people are just staying in place. So mm-hmm. we have a ton of Manhattan people out there. Right. Uh, we're even seeing cell service because usually in the summertime it's where it's it's worst. Yeah. Everything is really really kind of getting stressed out yeah. on that end. Uh, so you're seeing that now in the winter time, which means there's still an exorbitant amount of people, uh, that are out here and, and, and they're working. Yeah. Uh, so everyone's working from home. Uh, the rental market is, is starting to pick up like crazy, oh, but yeah, in summer, especially summer, especially nuts, like 250 Dude. grand for, for two months. Yeah. You know, you, you call yeah. me about it, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have some incredible ones, you know, that are, you know, 200,000, 250 a month. I'm sorry, sorry, not 250 a month. L- luckily, it's from World Day to Labor Day. Um, but That's you no know, joke. That's some serious yeah, man. coin. Yeah, $1,000 a night for, for the wintertime uh, on some of these. But they're brand new construction, gorgeous big homes. Mm-hmm. You know, the lower level, we call them on the out, out east. Uh, I don't know. What do, what do you guys level. call Do you guys call basements or lower levels? We call it basement. West? A basement. A basement yeah. Have you ever called it a lower level? Never in my life. <laughs> never in my life. That's that's not even a term that I've even heard. Yeah, yeah. Bro, you went to St. Anthony's. Now this guy's calling basements lower levels. I know, like, dude. Jesus. So, you you know, grew up in Huntington. Now, now it's a lower level. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I mean, we call them lower levels, but it's a huge thing in the Hamptons to have that because, you know, your outside entrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, some more rental potential. You could put three bedrooms. You could put yeah. three bedrooms down there on a new construction. 
you can count that square footage. So, right. you know, it looks really good on the sale when the, you know, mm -hmm. the above levels are 4,000 square feet. You got 2,000 on the bottom. It's a 6,000 square foot house. So, nice. you know, it, it's kind of a good selling point. And uh, it's just so funny how our lingo is a little bit different from the West to the East. I mean, it's like, it's almost like it's, a, it's an entirely different world. It's dude, it is. How, how did, um, so I'm it curious, is. how did COVID affect your business? And, yeah. you know, of course, obviously everyone knows that everyone from the city is leaving and they're going out to the Hamptons. And I'm sure it was probably banana lands for a few months yeah so for for us it we were shut down for a couple months we couldn't show anything from like march to june we were selling houses on like facetime zoom which was yep. bizarre and we kind of spent that time to give back and donate because we were younger and we, we had the ability to do so yeah but once we were so we were doing all of that right all the philanthropy and giving back once we were allowed to you know go back in july it was like the floodgates opened and I, I was just, I've been drowning since. Yeah, it, yeah. It's been nuts. It, uh, same here. So, I mean, uh, exactly same situation. I mean, it, it, it was really tough because, you know, I, I took on a few uh, bankruptcy deals. I mm -hmm. took on a few different deals that Wait, I just took that. on. And, you know, I, I was, you know, really wanted to go hard on the open houses. And then, you know, March. Yeah. March hit, and then the news came out, and then we were completely shut down, just like you guys. Mm -hmm. And then we, you know, we thought this was going to be the end. I'm like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> what am I going to do? And then all of a sudden, just deals were getting done sight unseen. Wow. Multi-million dollar deals. Yeah. People with, with very high net worths, mm -hmm. putting all their cars. I mean, it happened to one of our agents in our own brokerage. Putting all their luxury cars, you know, 13 cars, you know, worth oh 15, God. 20 million dollars and just packing up and saying, uh, send me somewhere for a year. Oh, you know, um, I, I need a Hampton home. Wow. It, it, it literally was crazy. So what happened originally was a robust rental market. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it was not so much sellers. I mean, it was becoming and increasing, but right. then the rentals were just going crazy because yeah, people needed that. quick fixes. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't really, they couldn't wait on getting the mortgage or paying, or de dealing with waiting for title, anything like that. So right. people were just, it was a mass exodus. Yeah. Everyone wanted to still have restaurants. So in the Hamptons, nothing completely closed down. Com mm -hmm. I'm sorry, nothing completely closed down. You know, there was always some kind of little outside dining or being able to do something. Right. So. Um, people found also the open air being very, very uh, relaxing for them because yeah. they were cooped up in their even even in their ten million dollar penthouse homes. The twenty four hundred square feet for ten million dollars, you know, it's like uh, it's crazy. People working from home with their significant others now yeah. instead of you know everyone being at work all day. Now everyone's right next to each other. You don't have Dude. a home office like. You know, some of the store divorces were happening. You yeah, know, bro. <laughs> there was a lot of crazy shit happening. And, and, and it was it was a, a culmination of so many things. It was just uh, people getting cooped up in there. Also, the mayor and that governor of New York closing down and crippling every business, everybody yeah. that's worked their ass off to make it yep. and made it so hard for any business to conduct themselves in any capacity mm -hmm. is was really hard on New York. And I think it's a terrible thing. Yep. Um and, you know, real estate agents and everybody, you know, everyone was backed up in a corner. Mm -hmm. So, you know, unfortunately uh, and fortunate for, for me, mm -hmm. you know, everyone came out to the Hamptons. Right. Everybody. So uh, the rental market went crazy. A lot of these rental agents did very, very well. And then the sales started and they were ridiculous yeah so you know hundreds of thousands of dollars over asking millions of uh, yeah um 
th- th- things that, you know, I, I, I've had buyers that I said, listen, we need to go full ask right now mm-hmm. and, and we need to put no contingencies in close. I literally just had a deal like that a few weeks ago. Wow. I said, so, it's still, so it's still going on right know, now. At over $3 million, I said, we need to go full price now. Wow. I'm like, or, you know, you're going to, you're going to lose it. It was priced very well. Mm -hmm. I checked, I made sure of everything because especially I'm a big buyer's agent. That's what I work with a lot now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking for value for my, my clients. And the tough part is it's hard to find right now. Oh, it's impossible. It's, it's pretty much impossible. Yeah. So people are asking for things. And, and the thing is I I can't steer them in a direction that I know is going to bite them in the ass in five to 10 years because Mm -hmm. it's overpriced. And, uh, we're seeing that happen. And, and now also, and I'm sure it's happening up west too, people are kind of buying the listings, mm-hmm. agents. And the, what I mean by buying a listing from an agent, how they buy it is they overprice the listing just to, you know, get the seller to really go with them. Well, of course. But Of course. But in this business, in, in this time, it's happening, you know, at a whole other level. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm giving quotes out and people are coming millions of dollars on top of me. Right. And I'm just like, you guys are way off mm-hmm. and it will not sell at that price. So, yep. you and know, then they're going to call you in six months or, or in yeah, a year and they're going to they, tell you to come sell it again, you know, I, and they're going to all come to me. Right. But, but the thing is we're, we're seeing that, that craziness happen. But, mm-hmm. uh, with, with the low inventory, I mean, literally you can count on your hands how much new construction is currently left. That's built in the Hamptons. That's right. how low we are in inventory. And, and if it continues, so, you know, uh, what, the amount of inventory depleting, mm-hmm. new inventory has to come up to keep the levels up. And, you yeah. know, inventory, if it continues at the rate of losing about 20% of inventory every single month, we're going to have nothing. Yeah. So, so obviously, a lot of opportunities are coming up and a lot of sellers are seeing these opportunities. Mm-hmm. But the buyers are also requesting off market yeah. because... Which is, a big, not, which is a big thing out, out east. Like that, that, that doesn't really exist so much here. Really? Yeah, they, they made it a little bit strict because we have a lot of off-market stuff. You know, we work with a lot of investors, so mm-hmm. we have probably 40 flips right now in the pipeline. Yeah. But it, it's like they, they've made it very strict where you, you have to advertise it. You can't put something out as an exclusive, and they don't want us double-ending deals, which makes total sense. Of course. But it's just it's interesting how like just by going over that little border out to the Hamptons, it oh, really is so like a, different. It's so different. You know? it, like, it, it's so different. It, it, it's approaching the seller. It's, it's because the, the problem is you know people don't want to be stuck in bidding wars. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to be the, the, the head guy, and then the next person can bid above them. Right. You know, no one wants to set that standard. So a lot of buyers are hesitant because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these are competent buyers. These are smart people. Right. You know, any buying, anybody buying a home on Long Island, because this is the most expensive, some of the most expensive real estate yep. in the country. Yeah. So, you know, the I, average I, I median price six. is what? A half a million in, yeah. in, at West. Mm-hmm. Half a million dollars is a ton of money. Yeah. You know, so. Agreed. Uh, so it, it, we're dealing with very competent, smart people. Yeah. So, you know, they know where value is and they know what's trending and what's happening in the market. Mm-hmm. I think we have another six to nine months left. Where Agreed. it's going to be crazy like this. Agreed. I think it's going to level out at the end of this year. I really do. And I think that's when we're going to see a huge uh, sell-off again and buyers actually pulling triggers. Yeah. Which they are still doing at a rapid rate. Right. Uh, we're not slowing down. You, you see what's happening with open houses. You, yeah. You know, I, Dude, the, I house, to, the house that you texted me about, by the way. Uh, that I wanted to buy? $705,000. Cash. You, you sold it? Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, the highest sale in that neighborhood was 630, and that was from my sale. And the story of the previous of that sale at 630 was 
Um, all day long, I'm sitting there, like, because I'm at this point, I was doing all the showings myself, right? Like, I like should have just bought it, dude. You should have. Well, so, you told me not because <laughs> I sold for seven oh five. I know I you're right. Never, you know, but uh, long story short, um, so the reason that the, the highest sale there is six thirty, and it was because I was at the house all day long showing. So the first showing was at eight a.m. They loved it. They happened to drive past it at seven p.m. I'm still there. Bro, I haven't oh, eaten anything dude. all day except for like Skittles. Yeah, I'm, of course. I'm cross-eyed at, we live at this on, point. We live on weird shit. Yeah, I'm literally- McNuggets. Yep. <laughs> 20 pieces. Dude, so I'm there for nine hours. I'm literally cross-eyed. This woman calls me back and she's like, hey, you know, my buyers really want to come back. They saw the activity level all day because there were cars there all, yeah. for eight hours. So I'm like, come on. It's 7 p.m. Like, all right. You know what? Like, all right. No big deal. Come. Come. So the house is at 550 list price. So the buyer's agent and the buyer pulls up the same time that my sellers get home. And I'm like, hey, just give me a couple minutes. They want to come back and see you one more time. They saw that there were so many people here. They just, they want to, you know, see it one last time. So now they're, they're chopping it up with my seller outside for like 10 minutes. And I'm sitting there like fuming, dude, because I'm, I'm been there all day. I'm exhausted. Now you guys oh are, you know, God. playing, oh, you know, my cousin Susie. You know, like, <laughs> of course. So I text my seller and I'm like, if they don't, like tell them 630 or they can't even see the house. And keep in mind, the listing price is 550. Yeah. So I'm just teasing him. I'm just busting his chops, right? They come in, they see the house, six thirty offer, done deal. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> so see, at, 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 that's incredible, but yeah. that's all perception. It's not perception; it's true perception. Kind of is, yeah. You know, it, it, it's it's incredible yep. what can push people to make deals. So, like, yeah. I'll give you an example too. So, you know, Georgia Estates is a part of East Hampton that's really well known. It's the estate section, so you you have no commercials, uh, no no commercial properties. It's mm-hmm. all just beautiful palatial. Large parcel of land, estates, uh, tennis courts in the front, like crazy shit that you don't really see. You know, like so, you know, w- what happened was I, I had it like a kind of an open house viewing where it, it was you had to stay outdoors. Everyone had to stay kind of apart. Mm-hmm. They had to wear their masks. I had a few scheduled showings. Right. And the house is, you know, over five million dollars, five to six million. Wow. So. On a usual day, you'll have one or two showings the most on an open house, you mm-hmm. know, unless it's priced ridiculously well, which we were yeah. priced aggressively. I had 28 people show up. Oh, my God. And that, that, that's, like, unheard of. So it was just, like, Ferraris, Bentleys, and Teslas <laughs> down it's an like entire row. I was just like, look at these so cars. Funny. These cars are more that's combined funny. than oh the house. God. And it was just like, where are these people coming from? And, yeah. you know, uh, the seller was really surprised and was like, you know, you know, can you let me know next? I'm like, honestly, I don't even know how this happened. <laughs> I, I, I was, I, I thought I was, because I was getting calls like crazy on it. It was mm-hmm. so wild that I thought I was scheduling people on different days. And sometimes you're just scheduling. Yep. I mass scheduled yep. a few people mm-hmm. without even knowing. And, and that's how crazy the market has been. You, you had the time. I got the cops called on me at an open house. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's a video on my Instagram. You'll, you'll find it hilarious. Dude, there was two car accidents. Like, <laughs> people were literally, you know, fender benders. It was, dude, I put on an orange, uh, an orange, like, traffic vest. Oh, uh, I, I saw that. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, I was waving. Yeah, it's nuts. We had, like, 120 people. It was, like, Outback Steakhouse. Well, the Suffolk boys were good about it, right? The Suffolk boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we have some relationships. Yeah, yeah. The a lot, a lot of our business uh, comes from them, so we, yeah, we got yeah. out of it. Thank you probably God. deal with a lot of cops. Yes. Do, they, uh, they do well out here. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and that's their uh, price range, too. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, perfect. Another question I have for you is with everything going on, you just you have a, a newborn, right? Yeah, you have man. your wife. You have all this crazy business. You're renovating your house. You got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. How do you have any work-life balance? Uh, well, it, it, it's tough because my wife owns a very large company, our family company, uh, you know, with her father and uncles and aunts. It's called mm-hmm. Kanko's Tiles. So it's, it's, it's a big co- – No way. 
What's the What's the jingle? Uh, <laughs> call Kankos for the, the rest design of with the pros oh, at yeah, Kankos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Family no style. Way. Na, 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 no na. way. That's that's your. That Kankos. Oh my god. That's your wife, and like that's your business. Yeah, well, it's my wife. My wife Design is. Uh, the pros, I can't go. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so uh, my wife runs the Southampton Yo, office. That's uh, crazy. We have all the aunts and uncles have kids, so they're all wow. running all different offices. It's a huge family business, and it's really cool. I mean, my, my father-in-law, of course, is a huge part of it, mm-hmm. and all all his brothers and sisters. So. Uh, it, That's crazy, it, dude. It's a local business. Has been around since you know the mid 1900s. Dude, I've been seeing that commercial since I was five years. You know, I know. Like, so I don't think I, I never told you this. No, huh? no, I didn't know. So, so now, funny. when anything you need for yeah. your people, you need renovations done, dude. I'm your guy. I'm calling you, Ryan, bro, right away. You do you do 250 homes? The, how many <laughs> how many homes you do a year? I mean, this year hopefully yeah, 250. Yeah, dude. Plus. So 250 homes. I think we can renovate a few of those together. <laughs> All right, but but so 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 a a lot of people are very surprised. A lot of people, you know, uh, they think that it's all me. No, my wife works her ass off, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, rightfully so because she's just smart and she's not taking advantage of my situation or how work's going for me. She's an independent woman. It's a different day, man. Mm -hmm. There's women bosses, yeah, and it's it's a wonderful thing to see. And she's working her ass off out there, and and she's doing really well. So. It, it's kind of tough. So we have the baby. Mm-hmm. I have my in-laws. Mm-hmm. My parents live in Florida. Okay. It's COVID, so they can't come up and spend time. Yeah. So it's like, you know, that's why I'm looking for a home with a guest house. Yeah. You know, I, I, I really need to get as much help as I possibly can, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But it, it, it's, it's, a, it's kind of like a crazy schedule. I have to wake up really early. I'm not a big guy on the early wake up thing yeah that people do and aspire to do like like the 4 a.m wake up like i'm not big on that man yeah i'm big on get your fucking sleep yeah okay <laughs> dude because the reason why i say that is this business will kill you will burn you yeah, absolutely. and kill you you will mm-hmm. not make it if you want to do this for 20 30 40 years Agreed. going that hard all the time yeah you need some quality time so i i, I try to you know, find as much of that as I can mm-hmm. and, and keep my sanity. That's why you you building a team, I'm building a team, right. which is going to be breaking soon on my Instagram, you know, Hell talking yeah. about that. But I'm bringing some really great, talented new agents, young. Everyone's young. Will you hire me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> we'll, par- we'll partner up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll partner okay. with you. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'm bringing all – It's everyone's, you know, young. I, I'm not discriminating against old. I'd take on right. anybody. But it's really just cultivating people and, and – teaching them the right way to do business and 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 not that bullshit yeah you know i gotta tell you one of the best that's gonna be our brand one of the best feelings like the 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 thing that really makes me the most happiest now like gives me the most dopamine is having the team succeed is having their individual success like seeing them now crushing it and being able to leave their full-time job and doing three or four deals at a month at 22 23 years old seeing their success like i had somebody on my team yesterday call me and I have them doing training with JB, our, our yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, both So they had the training at like 10 a.m. So Victor goes on the listing appointment without me, which is amazing, right? That's what I'm yeah, looking for. of course. Calls me. I got the listing. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Congrats. Like, I knew you would, right? He's like, here's the kicker. Like, I got it at you know, 6%. I'm Damn. like, wow, good for you because you know there's other programs yeah, that are yeah. going in there. Four, that are like five, two, four, three, dude. There's people. Two, that, three. I, bro, I swear to God, there. And I, uh, I'm like the police with it, like because I. You get what you pay for on that. 100. percent 
But the funny thing is, some one of my first ever listings, um, the guy like I needed, I needed some sort of business, so I took it like three and a half, and I got yeah, raked. Getting you got it. I got raked over the coals so bad by some yeah. of my mentors now, like at the time. That now, if I see that, I'm, I I want to be the person that they were to me. That's like, yo, listen, that's not cool because now you're you're of disrupting. Course. You know, you're you're. It's not the right way to do things. So I no, see no. that stuff on MLS, and like I try and call them out and bust their chops. For sure, because because what you're doing is you're setting a new standard and you're lowering mm -hmm. everybody's rate. Yeah, and you're ruining it for everybody. But, yeah, you, you got to be careful, and, and I it's like a community consensus where right. everyone knows. Okay, this is where the points. This is where we're exactly. going to keep it because I mean. People think we're we, we're just these door openers. We're, I know. We're, we're not. No. Nope. We we work our fucking asses off. Yeah. And we it's, spend a lot of money marketing and, and we spend advertising too. Yeah. Exactly. And especially these days where, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's a different kind of marketing. I've kind of swayed away from the the magazine marketing because right. during COVID, who the hell is picking up a magazine I know. in a brick and mortar store? Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> okay. And unless you're getting directly sent to your yeah. fucking house. <laughs> Who is doing that? True. I mean, n nobody. So right. we've, I've been fortunate to actually, my marketing costs have gone down since COVID. Wow. Because I'm not having, in the Hamptons, you're having extravagant open houses. Mm -hmm. I mean, episode one and two, it's it's all literally. This, <laughs> those, this, are the, those are the only two I watched, and that it, was for you. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, I mean, it, 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 it was... It was like, you know, a huge extravagant open house costs, you know, a lot of money. You have a lot of liquor. You have right. the, the cost. And you want to be careful, too, because you can't liquor these people up like crazy. They got to drive home. I know. So, you know, a, a, everything is, you know, very interesting how you got to, you know, handle things. So right. in the Hamptons, you have people that serve you food. You mm -hmm. got to pay for the servers, bartenders. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of money involved in that. Luckily, right now, that's we don't. Happening. That's not happening. Right. So you're selling these multi-million dollar homes. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, you're saving money on the marketing because you don't have to throw these extravagant parties. Yeah, that's awesome. They're really just for show. Yeah. It's all just a little like flex for everybody in the community. So what, what is your, as we start to kind of wrap this up, what yeah. is your, uh, I guess, your two-year plan? What, is, what are your goals? I mean, I know you just mentioned that you, you're starting out a team. Like, yeah. Where do you see yourself in, in the next few years? So I, I like to be very uh, real about that mm -hmm. and, and setting myself at like real goals and see, some of these people that set these goals i'm like bro yeah like come get the fuck out of here <laughs> come on let's let's be real here yeah like so <laughs> my whole thing is i want to sell you know i i, I want to build a team my team is small it's going to be five mm -hmm. to uh, five and under it's, mm -hmm. it's going to be very small because i want to i want to have the time for them i don't right. want to have 20 people under me no in, in, until see you slowly cultivate and built yourself you know right and, and you have them training and things like that you know my capabilities aren't like that on the east end it's mm -hmm. really a different kind of place i i need to take them around show them right you know what a wetland is right you know the flood zones all the different things that go into east end real estate that's a little bit different than up up island you know mm -hmm. So I, I'm starting small. I, I'm thinking, you know, in two years, uh, the team would be up to 10 to 15 people. Awesome. And uh, I, I want to be at about $100 million a year selling real estate. That's you know, going to happen. And, and, that's going to happen, and, and, for sure. I know that sounds like a crazy number, like selling $100 million worth of real estate. But in my business, if, if you can get that $20 million listing, mm -hmm. that $44 million listing, I mean, there's we have a new $200 million listing coming up that – you know, we're keeping quiet right now a little bit. That's nuts. But, you know, we have a major listing coming uh, to the market. So yep. it, it's it's a, a lot of uh, volume. Mm -hmm. But I'm sorry, it's not a lot of volume, but it's it's a lot of commission because of, of the pricing. Yeah, of the, the higher price point, yeah. So, you know, I, I sell 
15 homes a year. Yeah. You sell 250. Yeah. But we, we make more money. We, we're going to compare pay stubs <laughs> at the end of the year. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it's, it, it's a whole, it's just a different thing. But yeah. like what you're doing and what, what I'm doing is, is just innovative and different. And right. uh, we're being ourselves. We're being authentic. Mm-hmm. We're not putting on this fake thing. And then as soon as these cameras turn off, yeah. we're not going to be different when we walk off this podcast. No, it's just how we are. Like if you met me at a restaurant while I'm being a Gavon, I'm going to be exactly <laughs> how I am on a podcast or on my TV show. You know what I right. mean? So I think what needs to be brought back into any kind of social media or even just in business is realness mm-hmm. and no bullshit because that's, I, I that, feel that's like what that's this, happening a but, lot. But that's what this industry needs. This, that's what this business needs. We're shaking and, it up. And, and we're shaking it up. And, and that's – it's not even being cocky or, or, or no. overly confident. It's no. just it, – it's, it's evident and it's something that is on my agenda and I know it's on your agenda as well. Yeah. You told me and you were right when I got that watermill listing a few weeks ago. You're like, dude, it's tough out here. Like yeah, you're coming from you know Western Suffolk, whatever it is. They're going to give you a tough time and you were one million percent right. Yeah. And for, for you, like I guess coming off of the TV show and stuff, did you – have any sort of like backlash? Like, did anybody give you shit or, oh, or not take yeah. you serious or bully you in a sense? Or were they just like, yo, actually, you know what? He's on the show. Like, he's good. He's got the, the, the check mark. We, uh, we trust him. Luckily, I've never, been, I've never been bullied in my life. I'm and not bullied. Because <laughs> you know what happens? And I don't mean bullied. This is, this is what I mean, right? Trolled. People tell kind you, of. trolled, right? Yeah. Or they tell you that you can't do something. They laugh at your goals or they laugh at what 100%. you're trying to accomplish. And people like you and I, yeah. and sports-wise, like, bo- thankfully, we both took the bucks. Shout out to Eric Yeah, Sickle. dude. Thank so, you, Tom Brady, Tom right? Brady, for everything you made Thank me you. today Thank in the last well. few days. Yes. But Tom, <laughs> I haven't got paid off yet by him. But Tom Brady is somebody that you tell that guy he can't do something. Like, he's coming back and he's shoving it up your hoop. Yeah. And we are both the same way. Like, I, for example, I was potentially going to be going with a, a different company other than Signature. And the guy was like, listen, if you, if you do that, if you don't come with us, you're never going to get in front of these people. You're never going to get into media. You're never going to meet Sir Ant and these guys, right? Yeah. And yeah. I put my mind to it in 24 hours and it happened. And the relationships that we now have just yeah, happened dude. organically, right? Yeah. So it's funny because I was told that I would never do that. I was told I would never do this, that, the other, but it's all motivation for me. Absolutely. So like that, that was more so my question, not bullied because we would never let like, Oh, bullies, yeah, no, but, dude. But have you gotten flack or, or people? Oh, yeah, so much shit because uh, the, the community is so – the Hamptons community is very – it's like a secretive society. It's yeah. just it, these agents. Old money. It, it's old money. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys, they're coming from hedge funds, right. and they're coming to become real estate agents. They're mm-hmm. coming from being – from running companies, being right. CEOs. Being, being on ch- chairman on companies, being advisors, mm-hmm. and being in the financial district and then coming to real estate. Right. And, then, and then this guy, 31 years old, never <laughs> For, went to former, college. Former Milan yeah, model. I, I used to Starting hang out in my Dolce Gabbana. Yeah, I used to be a Dolce Gabbana underwear model. <laughs> and, and, and I come into these, and these hedge fund <laughs> guys are like, who the hell are you? Yep. So, you know, it, 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 I can understand. Honestly, I understand it because yeah. I take it as flattery. All, all these big agents that – Especially if they say anything, at least they're talking, and and I want them to know who I am, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm making a splash with the short amount of time that you're in this business. What me and you have done is not normal. The first two years in real estate, and I told everybody that I'm bringing on to my team, right. it's like an apprenticeship. Yeah, you're not. Don't think you're going to be making money. I I yeah. say you need to at least have a year, year and a half's worth of salary saved. Mm-hmm. You need money saved mm-hmm. to be able to afford to live. Yeah. Because 80, 90% fail. And this is not to deter anybody. No, of course. This is the best time, honestly, not to fail in real estate. You could probably get in real estate now and sell a home in two days. Back then, yeah. you, you, honestly, you list anything. Anybody, 
can list it. I, yes. I can take my baby's fingers and list a house <laughs> up, up west, yeah. and it would sell. It's true. <laughs> and especially if it had the O'Neill team on yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it, it's just crazy how, you know, the, the, the market is. But, but people need to understand real estate is, is extremely hard. That's right. why there's not a million of us around Yeah. because it's not easy to make it. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of people that, that have helped me throughout the way, you know, and it's uh, it's tough, but I would say anybody getting into it, because I didn't do it this way, which I should have, mm-hmm. is to get on a team first. Do Agreed. not go by yourself. Agreed. Um, I went by myself, and if it wasn't for Netflix, I'm going to be honest, yeah. and getting that help, it would have been a lot tougher for me to get to the point I am now. It, mm-hmm. it made me speed it up a few years. Oh, I expedited know. it <laughs> to oh, the utmost degree. Oh, my God, dude. So... You know, my biggest thing is, and it's not to promote me or your teams and and to get people to come to us, but it's to say, get with a seasoned agent Mm -hmm. or broker who knows what they're doing, get get with your team, and then you you get to meet all those buyers. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, it's building your own brand within a brand, you know, and and also be careful what team you get with. You want to get with a team that lets you grow, you know, and lets you do things. So uh, it's it's the biggest thing, and I I think it's really important, especially right now, because... Uh, agents are getting into this, and because the market's hot, mm-hmm. they're making transactions with not too much knowledge. And, and I'm seeing, you know, crazy weird mistakes. And oh, absolutely. I'm, getting, I'm getting the craziest calls. Me too. <laughs> I think from uh, from start of COVID to now, there was like let's just say thirty thousand agents on the island. Now oh, there's yeah. forty five thousand. So yeah. fifteen thousand people got their license in the last six months. Like, exactly. That's more. That's almost half of what existed already. Exactly. So now you're having these people that maybe aren't trained and that don't necessarily know what they're doing, and it's making everyone's lives a little bit more difficult. Oh, the yeah. biggest thing is you have to make sure that you're educated and you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. This is a great business to be in and you can succeed and you can make more money than you'd ever think of in your entire life but yeah. you have to put the time in and, and you have to learn yeah how things work you, you have to you have, you have to learn and, and that's that's to the point of being on a team it's just right some of these new agents that because we've both seen the huge influx of new agents coming in yeah and it's all our age it's easy yeah. and it's great to see but you just gotta you know you, you gotta have given a little cautionary tale that it's 2000. The reason why it's so crazy is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2018, no one would be jumping out, uh, you know, through uh, all these, these yeah. hoops to do anything. <laughs> That's true. Because the market was crazy. You know, this market's been tough for a really long time, especially in the East End. Yeah. I don't know how it was in the West, but, you know, our market was pretty slow. It was mm-hmm. completely a buyer's market, not a seller's market. Right. Uh, homes were sticking for two, three years on the market. And That's then nuts. all of a sudden, COVID hits. Houses that were sitting for three, four years yeah. were selling over ask. Jeez. Over ask. So as we wrap this up, last question here. What is yeah. your favorite thing about real estate and what is your least favorite thing about real estate? Honestly, the, my favorite thing about real estate is uh, when I sell somebody their dream home mm-hmm. and I see them like finally sign the paperwork, the closing. Just, yeah. you know, the commission is also part of the favorite <laughs> part of real estate and the, ha- the other half part mm-hmm. is – the commission and then seeing my buyers' faces or my sellers and, right. and just especially my buyers because it's an emotional buy. Mm-hmm. You know, my sellers, a lot of them are construction guys, g- yeah. g- guys that don't have a, any emotion in the, in the project. Right. You know, it's more of just, you know, a financial thing. It's all mm-hmm. about analytics. Yeah. Uh, for the buyer, it's something that they aspire and they work their ass off to do. Yeah. I just had buyers, they bought a beautiful home. It was $2 million, gorgeous, in Quag. Wow. And, uh, you know, they're in their later years. Mm-hmm. And 
I know they worked their asses off for yeah, so their long. Their entire life, yeah. So it's just like, oh, that feeling. I almost cried when I was in the closing, bro. I'm getting you a little teary. <laughs> uh, Dan O'Neill has a soul. It's just, okay. it's just allergies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it just, you know, it, it's more than just the commission, the money. It's 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 a it's a great part of it, but it's also uh, the the faces on the people that you sell to or or uh, Agreed. or you know. Or sell their product or buy. So it, it's a wonderful thing. And what's your least favorite? My least favorite is uh, the tire kickers. I'm not gonna lie. The buyers <laughs> that you That's spend. A good that I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Yeah. That that you know want to see 25 homes. Mm-hmm. They're all over the map. They want to see this home first. When when I want to set it up where on the east end it makes sense with traffic. Right. Traffic is really bad out there. Yeah. Like real bad, bro. Absolutely. At all times of the day and the busy times of the summer. Mm-hmm. So when people want to see homes here, there, here, there. Right. And you, you're doing it for like a year and mm-hmm. then they drop off and it's just like. Jeez. That, that is the worst part. I, I mean, I, I could think of in yeah. the business for me. Okay. It's just well, dealing with tire kickers. So no, no tire kickers for, no. for Mike here. Um, so, all right, where can everybody find you? What, what are your socials? Give, uh, give a little plug here as we, uh, as yeah. we end the show. So it's just my name. It's, it's uh, Mike underscore Fulfree on Instagram. With the check mark. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so just only click on the one with the blue check mark. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Michael Fulfree on LinkedIn. It's just my name uh, on all platforms. You can Call go it. to uh, MrSouthampton.com. Nice. Uh, you got that domain? <laughs> yeah, dude. I, so I, a funny quick story before we go. That's very funny. I bought the domain for like four dollars. Wow. When I first started in the business, I was like a day in the business. Like I'm buying this. That's genius. So I bought it. Mm-hmm. It's worth like seven hundred dollars right now. Oh my god. Because when you own the domain, it goes up in value. I'm like, how did nobody buy MrSouthampton.com? Someone's pissed. So, so <laughs> like, someone's in trouble. Who for didn't it? buy yeah. that? <laughs> So I bought it, and it's MrSouthampton.com. Awesome. You can see all my rentals, uh, my uh, what I have available, uh, you know, anything you need. I'm, I'm there for you. That is so, so funny. Buyer's Mr. agent, advisor, anything. Mr. South, I can't believe nobody bought that. That's like <laughs> mind-blowing. It's ridiculous. Somebody had Dan O'Neill real estate. I had to track the guy down Get and pay him. I swear to God. Yeah, there's a lot of Dan O'Neill's out. My dad's Dan O'Neill, my grandfather. So You'll I never find somebody. another full free, bro. No. <laughs> no. There's no, no full freeze out there. And, and my name is like. Except for Kanko. Yeah, except for Kanko's. But I tell my buyers, and I'm going to look right into whatever camera's on right now, <laughs> that when you buy a house from me, you're practically going to get it for free because <laughs> I get the best deals. Oh, my God. All right. We're ending the show on that. You're the man, dude. Thank you for coming on, bro. Absolutely. You're the man. Thank you, everyone, Thank for you tuning guys. in. Thank you, bro. <laughs>